It's lunchtime. Thank you very much. I'm sorry I did not get a chance to listen to that till today, but thank you very much. I uh, will definitely use that. Uh, that is very, very good. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to Inspirato Projecto Podcast. What you just heard there was an extraordinary field recording by Mr. John Garside, captain of the ship on Forgotten Tales Podcast. Check out his latest one. He's showing everyone the process that he's going through in creating these extraordinary documentaries. He's, he's, he loves local history, and he's become, for the lack of a better way of explaining it, the Indiana Jones of, of his town, Whittier. Whittier, California. Whittier, where the girls are prettier. He's been out there investigating the history, investigating, uh, I mean, going in there, you hear him, you'll hear him talking to uh, a librarian, you'll hear him talking to the records office, getting the lowdown on his latest project. So I love that. A lot of times we see the outcome of what people have created, yet we don't know what they went through to get to that point. That's why I think featurettes, that's why I think commentaries, stuff like that. People love that on DVDs. I know I do. Remember as a kid growing up and seeing those Star Wars making of behind the scenes stuff and going, what the heck? I couldn't wrap my mind around it. They're sitting there in a Millennium Falcon and there's a blue screen over there. What's that all about? So it's 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 kind of a backwards way of doing it, just like this podcast. We're showing you the process of, of, of what it's like to go through creating things. Ideally, it sets your heart at ease, because it sets my heart at ease. Check out, heck, you could even go to YouTube. You could check out what the, what the Beatles went through when they were creating their albums. We get a chance to hear alternate versions of different songs and different choruses and different words, and it's cool. It's exciting. We get to see, oh my gosh, this song would have could have been this if it wasn't that, or would have been different lyrics if it wasn't this, or oh, this guy started out singing it, but they decided to switch to this guy. We also have Michael T. Justice. That was his reply to a theme song that I left for him on his podcast uh, some t- or, uh, in his messages some time ago. It's very exciting to see, well, number one, these people thanking, thanking me for the, for, the, for, the, uh, for the theme songs. Ah, pardon me while I drink some ozonated water. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, went down the wrong pipe. It's exciting when folks 
thank me for the theme songs, and then when they incorporate them into their podcasts, that's a that's a that's that's a whole extra <clears throat> a whole extra layer <coughs> that I didn't anticipate. Didn't anticipate. You never know how the seeds are going to grow. All you know is the intention that you put into planting those seeds. The intention. Bam. Good vibes. There you go. You see how it grows. Intention. Apple seeds. Bam. They come back later and you see there's a forest of apple trees. You never, never even realized it. Here's something fun. Oh, what was it? Give me a number between 1 and 258. Between 1 and 258. Stop. Stop. Okay. Here we go. This is by, I thought I'd read to you from the Tokyo Montana Express. This is Richard Brodigan. Richard Brodigan, one of my favorite authors. Florida. Sometimes... It's nice to get mail here in the winter. I walk out through the snow and there are letters waiting for me in the mailbox. I take them back into the house and see what they're all about. I have a large blue mailbox like a small barn for letters. I have double feelings about the mail, the plus and minus of letters. Some letters are in interruptions and distractions requesting, pleading, or demanding. A piece of my life, most often from people that I've never met. I wonder if I were to ask them as a personal favor to me not to take a bath for a week, if they would do it. I don't think so. And some of the things they want me to do are just as inconvenient. Other letters are like glasses of cold water, clear as the North Star on a very hot summer afternoon. 
They make me feel better and renew me. And I'm glad that I'm alive. Bills are forms of existential geography. They are the dollar sign maps of where we have been. Sometimes frustrating, sometimes pleasing, sometimes nothing. This is outrageous. I refuse to pay. Or, that's fair. Even cheaper than I expected. They did good work and charged a fair price. Or, oh, this bill for $3? I thought I paid that, but I guess I didn't. Junk mail is just junk mail. It passes anonymously through my hands and into the fireplace, where after a few flames, it's gone. There was no pain, because there was no life. This morning, I went out to the mailbox and opened its blue metal barn door, and there was nothing for me. I closed the door, put my hand on top of the mailbox. It was nice and warm from the sun. It felt good, almost like being in Florida for a few seconds. We've had some cold weather here, with snow on the ground for a month. I walked back to the house without any letters, but I felt cheerful. Thank you, Mailbox, for my little Florida vacation. I just woke up and uh, a little bit I can remember of my dream. I was inside of well, a spaceship. It wasn't much bigger than, let's say, let's say if you were to construct a spaceship out of like three dumpster, dumpsters, three garbage dumpsters. It wasn't much bigger than that. It's about Eight feet tall. Say twelve or thirteen feet wide. And the spaceship is interesting because. No, I think there are four of us. We were, we, we were inside of it. We were coming from somewhere. 
the word colonial is coming to me. It seemed like modern times, or maybe even possibly future times. Yet the town had a colonial vibe, though I've never been to a colonial town. I just know the vibe I get when I see those pictures. Photos of the, uh, what do they call it? Yeah, like Maine and uh, Rhode Island, like that kind of vibe that you get. And so four of us, we weren't, I don't think we were wearing spacesuits or anything. We uh, get into this ship. We're leaving from doing something. Get in the ship, and one of the guys pushes the button that closes the door. But there's an issue. The door keeps. There's a lock on it, but there's like. It's like a two or three inch gap that just keeps, it's kind of rattling. And I'm thinking, okay, this is probably not good to go through deep space. Why don't you guys fly back? And by flying back, you know, it was kind of the, where the spaceship was. It was parked in a... It seemed like a garage. We somehow found a garage to put this thing in. Now, I did not get the idea that it, like, flew like you would see it, like you, like you would have to, like, whoosh, like it, like it, like it, uh, like it propelled itself out of there. I got the idea that it sort of blinked out of existence there and then into existence to wherever we were going. And I thought perhaps me being on the ship was just too much weight for it or something and that's why it couldn't close all the way and I said, okay guys, I'll stay behind. You guys go and then send it back, send the ship back. You know, when you either send the ship back to the same location or bring one, or one of you guys fly back here. And I didn't know I didn't know the relativity, so to speak, of the time it would take. You know, in the blink of an eye for them might be to get from here to there, wherever that was. It might have taken, I could have been sitting around for hours, days, you know, weeks, months. I, I didn't know how long it would actually take to come back here. You know, when you, you hear about dealing with the speed of light, it's, uh, time moves differently when you're in the light than when you're standing outside of it.
And so I said, okay, you guys go. After it left, I, I had my cell phone. And I start playing, and it disappeared. It just disappears. And I start playing some video game on my phone. It sounds like lasers or something. And around the corner runs this guy, security guard, kind of, I don't know, police officer dude. He's got glasses. He's holding a gun. Looking like a laser gun. He's like, hey, hey. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I'm just playing a video game. Look, look, look. I'm just playing a video game. It's making sounds. Not shooting a laser gun or anything. I know it sounds like it. Look, check it out. You know, people like that take some convincing. Even if you're showing them what it is, they'll still... Luckily, this guy didn't throw me to the ground or anything. I go, look, 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 it's a video game. I look behind me, it turns out, turns out, two of the guys decided to stay behind. I think they sent one up. Two of the guys stayed behind. And... That's when the cats started bouncing around on the bed, waking me up. It's eight eight thirty something right now in the morning. Or is this the sixth? He's the sixth. I don't even want to open my eyes right now. I think it's the sixth. You can hear this going. Kids usually act like this when they haven't been fed. <sighs> you know, wake up, I'm hungry. Wake up, good day, sunshine, time to feed me. So something about that speed of light. That's what's interesting. A lot of times, uh, science, or at least as I've associated it through the years, has folks have used science as an excuse, as a way of dulling down magic, turning magicality into mundaneity. Explaining it, explaining it away with facts and figures, probabilities, statistics, odds, etc., etc. Here's a here's a case where, as far as I know, most scientists really appreciate, you know, what Einstein contributed: the idea of relativity. Rel relativity, time is relative to each person which is so clever of the clock gods to make these clocks to go, uh-uh, we're going to synchronize you guys. This is great. Synchronization is the best. What's also great 
phenomenal is realizing that each of our times is relative to ourselves. So they say when you're traveling in that speed of light, it's a different time frame, so to speak, than those who are standing outside of it. To go along with that famous phrase, time flies when you're having fun. So when we're in those moments where it seems like time is dragging on, what can we do to entertain ourselves? I'm so much more concerned about entertaining myself first and foremost. The outside world is a secondary byproduct. The secondary primary. This guy. Good news is I know my intentions. So let's say if you're waiting in line, for instance, well, like, like when I was, oh yeah, I waited in a long line to get these tacos, delicious tacos, at the 4th of July celebration, I was standing there in line, and I just looked around and just looked at the beauty enjoyed the way that the sun was reflecting off the buildings the colors the joyfulness the fun that the couples were having with each other it was really something else was really something. I'm going to start documenting my dreams more often. I've decided. When I wake up in the morning, you're going to be the first to know. I used to just record it into my my dream, uh, my voice, uh, voice, voice message thing on my app on my phone and now with the invention of Anchor Anchor has now successfully become my idea book of sorts my place of, of putting the ideas down into these are all gifts for my future self it's important that he has this information to look back on listen back on think about your future self when you're creating your art I've heard some folks saying I haven't podcasted in two weeks I you know been down in the dumps or this thing or that thing There's this, when I went to Columbia College, we were in the play, we were in the plays, Sheldon Patinkin, by the way, Sheldon Patinkin, he was the artistic director of the theater department at Columbia College, Chicago, 
and also the artistic director of Second City. He knew all those guys. He was one of the founding creators of improvisation as we know it. Viola Spolin taught him. He taught me. Viola Spolin is the one who decided to make kids' games. Take these kids' games and teach them to older, older kids and then eventually adults. That's where that principle, yes, and comes from, building into it. So, he would tell us when we were in these plays, he'd say, your characters might be getting in an argument about the hamburger. Your argument is not about the hamburger. It's not about the hamburger. The hamburger is likely an excuse for this couple to argue about a particular issue that has been bubbling beneath for a long time. Hamburger could just simply be the safe way in to it. So, when I hear When I hear folks complaining a lot, and that's it, output of complaining, a lot of times it's just there, we want to get it off our chest, we want to get it off our chest. I feel all this weight, I'm recognizing all this weight, I want to get it off my back, off my shoulders, unhinge those ankle anchors, get them off. Get them off. Then when that once that happens, sometimes they don't know where else to go from there. The next step I'd say is now that you've you've emptied the cup, so to speak, out with the bad, in with the new. In with the new. That includes that includes K and E W. In with the new, in with the no, the K and O W, in with the now and O W. Well, what do we want to fill that up with? Positivity, I'd say. Optimism, I'd say. All of the empowering aspects. All of the exciting, delightful, joyous, empowering enlightening as Bashar says if you want to be enlightened lighten up lighten up so what I've discovered is a lot of times when I'm got stress I got stress in these areas the stress is the, like a, a flower on a tree. 
when I was a little kid, they'd say, you know, water the plants, water the water the trees, water the No, don't water the leaves, don't water the flower, water the root, water the root, water the root. Something we're complaining about is something that's in the in the uh in the leaves in the flower that's the complaining thing what is it rooted in what's it rooted in oh I feel like of I don't think I can handle this that feeling of uh, uh, that feeling of I don't know if I got the power to handle this in that moment it's a good thing to kind of think back on those examples where we found ourselves in situations similar to that. Heck, even worse, let's dial it back, even worse than that, where we thought, oh my gosh, I'm trapped in this room, how am I going to get out? How am I going to get out of here? How's that going to happen? And look at that and realize it was mostly in those, in the illusion of a dire situation. See, if there's an illusion of a dire situation, there's also an, illu there's also an illusion of a solution. <laughs> look for the illusion of the solution. How about that? You know, it's all an illusion. Being the delusion of the solution, <laughs> Right? So, when we're in that moment where it seems like, ah, inescapable, and all those times what has swooped in, the unexpected. We didn't expect a helicopter to fly overhead with a ladder. You know? Sky, you down there, climb up the ladder. We didn't expect that. So, it's those, those surprise, mysterious, beautiful, exciting circumstances have happened in the past. And they will continue to happen, and they will continue to happen in even more extraordinary, even more Twilight Zone. It's just crazy, mind-exploding ways. It'll continue to happen. Trusting in that and knowing that that happens. I'll tell you what, what if we were to trust more in the unexpected, crazy impossibilities more than what we're actually seeing in front of us, the illusion of what we're seeing in, our, in front of us. Since we are the definers, since we are the authors of our stories, switch the story, switch the delusion, switch the illusion. Feeling depressed? Say no. No, I'm not going to be depressed. Get the depression outside of you. Turn it into a... a it's a parasite. It's a parasite. What is it really rooted in? Oh, I don't believe, I, I don't believe enough in myself. I don't think I can do it.
Okay. Let's go in one direction. How many times in your life... There are times where you didn't think you could do something, you did it. How many times did it work out? How many times have you seen it work out for others where it seemed like a dire situation or it wasn't it wasn't going to work out? Count up all of those. That'd be a good thing. Write it down in those times where we're going, oh, this terrible thing, oh, this terrible thing, 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 this terrible thing. I had a friend. I had to cut him loose because it came so it became toxic. I was under the delusion that I could save this person from their dire self. I thought I could tune up, turn up, uh, you know, uh, point this person, make them aware of the dials that they had on themselves that they could turn up the volume on of all their of their greatness. Who complain all the time, all the time, all the time of this girlfriend that he had. He's treating him bad, treating him bad, or he'd break up with her. Oh, he's crying about her, crying about her. He even got a tattoo which became a symbolic representation of them breaking up. To each their own. However, I wouldn't want to carry around a symbol on my arm of a big, a big. Anch- uh, a big reminder of of that so he just he just always 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 and I'd say no man look at every time every time I was a broken record he was a broken record broken record I was a broken record the loop just kept going And on top of that, of me constantly encouraging the greatest aspects of this guy, constantly reminding him of the greatness. Um, and it wasn't like this guy couldn't get chicks. It seemed like every other day he was having sex with a new gal. Picking up gals all the time. So it wasn't like, oh, poor guy, nobody loves you. No, girls were attracted to him. They liked him. Uh, and the guy was on pills. And very, very little encouragement towards my exciting aspects. He would just mostly make fun of me and stuff. And it was like, what the hell? Why am I hanging out with this guy? And I saw the better in him, you know? I'm like, dude, they're... When I first met him, funny guy, just funny guy. And just became a depressed mess. And so one time he, you know, should, should I go back with her? Should I go? And instead of me saying, no, don't go back with this girl. I said, yeah, you should. 
Look at all the wonderful things she does for you. She treats you kindly. She says nice things to you. She really, you know, she sees your great potentials. She, she always, you know, I mean, you're always telling me about all the great things she does for you and, 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 and all the great, great times that you share together. Yes, you should definitely go back with her. I held the mirror up to him. I gave him the complete opposite answer. And it seemed like that broke the spell. All it took was for me to give him all the great reasons why he should go back to her. And Bam broke the spell. And I think it started sinking in. Oh. Well, what he's saying right there is not true. <laughs> what he's saying right there is... is uh, he usually doesn't say this stuff to me about this relationship. Uh, wait, what? What? What what happened to this guy? Wait, what? I had to ha hold a mirror up to the guy. Eventually, I was just like, you know what? That was the thing, too. That was the thing, too. I worked. He, he gave me a lot of work. I was working for him. And I think I became dependent on that. Like, oh, if I, you know, stick it out, Kurt. Stick it out. And... You know, don't bite the hand that feeds you kind of thing. Usually when I'd point out to him how nasty he would be, he'd go, Kurt, don't bite the hand that feeds you. And I'd be like, well, you're getting something out of this too. I'm, you're, you're, <laughs> I'm not the only one, you know, you're paying me, yes, to work for you. But, uh... Can you find someone else out there that you could pay so cheaply to help you carry around this DJ equipment? And set up this stuff and help you break it down and, you know, if you're paying me a minimum wage, uh, I'd be probably making more. Anyway. The thing was, I said, I don't want to work for you anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And don't feel bad about doing that, folks. Do not feel bad about doing that. I am one who just wants harmony. Does that make me a people pleaser? Perhaps. I think more so a harmony, harmony pleaser. I want harmony, 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 harmony. Win-win, agreements, agreements, win-win. Harmony, 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 harmony. Is that what we all want? Or do we, or do we always want to be the person who goes, In your face, I told you so. I told you you were wrong. I told you I was right. You're so stupid. I told you that you didn't know what you're talking about. That was the other thing around this guy. I got so good at tuning in my intuition that when I was in his presence, he 
would triple think, quadruple think his decisions. And it would screw up my, my barometric, uh, my, my intuition, my radar. That was the crazy thing. I would second guess my own intuition, which I had grown a very close relationship with. Me and my intuition were one. I'd imagine something, I'd predict something, bam, these things would come true. When you got an outside force, that's, it's, folks, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about cutting people out of your life. Do not feel bad. Do not feel bad. There's so much abundance to be had. You let go of something that's making you sink, and you, and something comes along that rises you to the surface and beyond. The funny thing is, you have to let go of the one thing for the other to come along. Right? Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of resentment. There's going to be a lot of regret. There's always going to be a lot of the grass is greener on the other side. Well, if you're not happy playing in the dirt yard, either grow some grass there. And if <coughs> if who or whatever, whatever vibe that you're near... It's not allowing you to grow grass. Let's say, I'm going to another yard. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. This is not serving me. This is not serving me. I would like to take a poll. Take some statistics. If any of you are lying on your deathbed right now, or if any of you know people who are lying on their deathbed, ask yourself or ask them, How many regrets do you have that you're happy about? <laughs> you know? How many regrets do you have that you're happy about? That's an interesting question, right? Can those coexist? Can you have a regret and still be happy about a regret? I would say, interestingly enough, I would say yes and no. I would say no in the sense of, well, then it can't be a regret, Kurt. Kurt, it cannot be a regret. If you're happy, they can't, we cannot define it as regret if you're happy about not making that decision. Now, I would also say yes, you can be happy about a regret because in that moment you could go, well, I didn't do that. However, it did teach me to then start embracing more and more of what I do want and going in the direction of where my intuition is. Nobody wants to be nobody wants to be walking around with regrets in their brain. They become phantoms, they become these apparitions that are constantly needling at us, jabbing at us. Uh, uh, uh. You didn't do this, bam, bam, bam. You didn't do that, blah, blah, blah. loser. Blah, blah, blah. Well, how do we get past that? Number one, forgive ourselves. Number two, um, follow your heart. Follow my heart. Follow your heart. 
Follow your heart. Believe it or not, your world is not composed of what others are telling you, including what I'm telling you. If this resonates with you, by all means, please utilize it. I'm speaking from experience. That's all I'm doing. I'm speaking from things I've read. And those things I read, I apply. It's that important to me. When information resonates with me, it's that important to me to utilize it. I'm willing to embarrass myself in the face of non-regret. Whoa, I just got a whoosh. Oh my God. I just got a whoosh of like... I'm tearing up right now. As soon as I said that statement. Oof. You know, if you know what your intention is, and it feeds your soul... You know what I'm talking about. I know we're going to get the wise guys to go, oh, what, if, what, if my, you know, what if I regret not uh, kicking that guy in the nuts? <laughs> what if I regret not stealing that thing from the store? <laughs> okay, yes. Haha, <laughs> yes. Let's laugh about that for a second. Ah, uh, okay. Awesome. I'm talking about the regrets where walking up to someone, like, they're, so, like, okay, this popped in my brain. It's not... It, it, this. If this can be counted or not counted, I don't know. All I know is I know I led with the spirit of... The guy The guy who's wearing a t-shirt, the, the Too Much Coffee Man t-shirt at the 4th of July. That was in my, my 4th of July podcast. The Independence Day podcast episode. Walked up to uh, the guy wearing the Too Much Coffee Man t-shirt, started talking to him. What if the guy, what if he could have been like, eh, what the hell, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, he could have been a snob, he could have been pretentious, whatever, whatever, whatever. And still, I would have walked away going, that that was that was great that I at least said something. Um, I walked up to him, turns out, turns out that he happened to know the guy Michelangelo, who I was hanging out with, that I met that day for the first time. Um, and then the, what did that do? That led to this whole crazy conversation. I mean, man. So the next time you got a vibe, I'm going to, I'm going to brew up some, brew up some, uh, some, uh, the, the good old-fashioned, the good old-fashioned ozonated water right now. Uh-oh. Is there a cat throwing up? Yeah, you did throw up, didn't you? Ugh. It's such a terrifying sound when you hear the cat. It's like... They make their noises, they make their sounds, and you're like, oh my god, I run in there, I wake up out of a deep sleep, I grab the cat, open the door, swoosh open the door, put the cat outside. Go throw up out there. So the next time you find yourself in a situation where you could either say something to someone or not say something to someone... Like this, for instance. Here's a simple one. I was in New York for the first time. 
And I think I was talking about that in, the, in one of the other episodes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually yesterday, in one of the things yesterday or the day before, one of the episodes, um, it's out there, and I was in the subway, and in my brain, it was just, this is just a simple one, um, I'd been thinking, wow, I'm, I'm seeing more people wearing sort of like ponchos lately, like the good, bad, and ugly kind of poncho, like the Mickey Dolan's kind of poncho, I've been, I've been seeing a lot, you know, more of that around it, and I was just actually thinking about that, poncho, poncho, and down into the subway walked a girl with her mom, and I, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go say something to her. So I walked up to her and I said, you know what, I don't care how this sounds right now, but I was just thinking about someone wearing a poncho and you walked down the stairs wearing a poncho. Now, I'm just letting you know that that was a miraculous event and I would have regretted not saying something out loud about it. And she's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Uh, I said it for the sake of saying it, for the sake of not living with regret. The regret would have also been, why did I let, quote, fear, unquote, take over? And what is there to be fearful about telling someone about something magical like that? Perhaps now she walks around, and the next time she thinks of something miraculous, and it happens... Maybe now she will take notice of it. You, you, you never know how these reverberations go. Yeah, she had a strange look on her face. But now guess what? Now I have the story to tell you. <laughs> now I have the story to tell you. Even our follies become fun stories. Um, even our, you know, I wasn't expecting any kind of reaction. In fact, her going, oh, okay, well, thanks for telling me. That was a much more favorable reaction than going, uh, get away from me, you weirdo. Even that would have been funny, right? I could have told you that story and going, yeah, and then her reaction was, uh, get away from me, you weirdo. That, that in itself would have been funny. So, today I encourage you, to do something that might seem embarrassing. I don't know. I've got longer hair now and a beard. So anytime I see a guy who looks like me, I go, Doppelganger! Doppelganger! Hello, nice to meet you. It's rare to meet your doppelganger. <laughs> How cool is that? Maybe now he'll go do that to another uh, bearded Jesus-looking fella. Doppelganger. So, on that note, folks, now that I'm up, ready to rock and roll. Oh, Yachtly Crew is playing tonight, by the way. For those of you who have not yet seen Yachtly Crew or want to see Yachtly Crew, if you live out in uh, California, um... Come out and check out Yachtly Crew. We're playing at the Viper Room tonight. We're playing at the Viper Room tonight. And I found out um, 
we're we're cutting back our dates. It was basically we had a residency there every Friday. Uh, not every Friday. The first Friday of every month we were playing there. And um, so now we're getting more and more of these gigs. Um, bigger paying gigs. And so the guys who, who book our shows, they, uh, Sailor Hawkins and, and Baba Bowie, Baba Bowie and Sailor Hawkins, they said we're going to cut back our sh- to our shows at the Viper Room to once every other month. So our last remaining shows are tonight, July 6th, Friday, September 7th, and Friday, November 2nd. So these are our three, la- three, three last remaining shows of this year, 2018. I would invite you to come out. It's a really good time. You might meet your future wife or husband. Um, if for nothing more, it's just great to, to dance along with people who are singing their lungs off to songs that they love. Get get you know, be surrounded by all this positivity, all this all the all these great vibes. It's really, really worth it. It's really, really worth it. Everyone in there. Good vibes. So, um, oh, also, please feel free to vote for Inspirato Projecto. If you go to podcastawards.com, um, there's a little thing on there for nominees. They ask for your email and your name. They, they don't sell your information to anyone. I emailed these guys and asked them. I said, you know, what's going on with the privacy situation here? And they said they don't. They don't sell your information. They don't, you know, they just need it to make sure that there's no spam, that there aren't too many people voting for stuff. Um, Podcastawards.com. I'm I'm nominated for the Adam Curry Award and also Best Arts Podcast. So if this is something you'd like to do, I would not at all stop you from doing that. If you find value in the, in the information presented here, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. There are a lot of places you could go for information, and, and, and you're listening to this. You're spending your time listening to this. I appreciate that. Um, and if you don't vote, here's a fun alternative. Here's a fun consolation prize. Do something that seems scary. Do something that seems embarrassing. Do something that directly relates to you following your heart and, and doing something uh, perhaps what might seem out of the ordinary. Get some sidewalk chalk. Go out to your, go out to your sidewalk. Start, start making wonderful, you know, uplifting messages perhaps. That's something. Okay, folks, take care and keep that in mind.